Chapter 1. Fort Laramie. August. 1852. He left. Cora Miller straightened after dipping a rag in the pail of water at her feet. She wrung out the excess and held the cool cloth to her face. Despite the early morning chill in the air, her cheeks were flushed. Strands of her hair that had come loose from her braid whipped around her head, and her skirts fluttered at her ankles with a relentless breeze. She glanced around camp, then faced Anna. Her hand wrapped tightly around the cloth as anger welled up in her, envisioning Ted's throat between her fingers. What do you mean he left? Anna Porter pulled her shawl around her shoulders and stared at Cora as if she'd spoken a foreign language. How can he just leave? That low-down, good-for-nothing scoundrel up and left, Cora repeated. I was tending the fire to fix breakfast when he saddled his horse and told me he was leaving. Well, when's he coming back? The wagon train is set to head out tomorrow, Anna sputtered. Her eyes widened in disbelief. Cora didn't hold back her bitter laugh. It was better than crumbling to the ground and crying. Apparently the fellas he met while gambling at the fort last night filled his head with nonsense about gold and California. He's joined them to go mining. But what about heading to Oregon? Anna shook her head, confusion in her eyes. How can you be so calm about this? He's your husband. What are you going to do now? Cora laughed again to cover the turmoil inside her. For the sake of her sisters and brother and Anna, she had to remain calm. She was the oldest among her siblings, and they all depended on her. It wouldn't do to let them see her fears. I should have seen right through him back in Independence. He's nothing but a cheat and a liar, and I'm glad to be rid of him. She straightened her back and held her hand to her hip. Do you know what he told me? Anna's head moved slowly from side to side. He said our marriage wasn't legal. The preacher he had marry us in Independence wasn't really a preacher. The certificate is useless. Cora lowered her head. That low-down, lying, good-for-nothing. Chiseler used me. She cleared her throat in response to the crack in her voice. A chill raced down her spine. She'd put her trust in a man who'd been no more than a stranger. He'd taken complete advantage of her. Anna's eyes widened even more. She shot a hasty glance all around, no doubt to see if anyone had overheard. The Schmidt's wagon next to them was quiet. Normally, their three children would be running around by now, but apparently they were taking advantage of their last day of rest before the wagon train headed across the Platte to continue their journey west. Mary Beth Schmidt had gone to the river to do some early morning laundry. Panic seeped into Anna's eyes. How are we going to get to Oregon without your husband? We'll have to turn back. Her lips trembled. Cora grabbed her friend's arms and shook her. We're going to go on as before. Her dreams of making a better life for her siblings were not going to end this way, stranded in the middle of nowhere. They'd all worked their farm without the help of a man before. They could get to Oregon without a man, too. Anna laughed bitterly. You have two sisters and a little brother, Cora, as well as me tagging along. How do you propose we all get to Oregon now? Not to mention I'm not your sister like you told everyone. I'm going to talk to Mr. Brown. He's going to have to let us continue on with the train. He can't simply leave us here at Fort Laramie. 
Cora gritted her teeth. Truth be told, the wagon master would most likely do just that. He'd been reluctant already, letting all these women without husbands join the train, as he'd put it. Ted had been her answer to get on the wagon train in Independence. He'd been handsome and charming, and he'd proposed marriage to her two days before the train set off for the Oregon Territory. Cora had agreed to the hasty wedding because there had been no other recourse. The wagon master had been adamant that no unmarried women were allowed on the train. Ted had been able to talk him into letting her sisters come along, since he'd taken over as the head of the family. For as long as I live, I will never trust another man, she said between clenched teeth.